I got a green light here. Perfect. Yes. My name's Ben. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, and I'm in recovery from alcohol. Great to be with you guys tonight. Yes. Let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the chance to be here this evening. I thank you for these folks. I thank you for recovery. I thank you that you've called us all to this place tonight. It's not by accident that we're here. And I just ask that as we really celebrate our recovery process, we would also celebrate the fact that we are made for your glory and that we might be able to be encouraged and challenged at the same time this evening. So you know what is prepared here. Just let me speak about that which you would have me speak about. So we love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Tonight we're going to be talking about amends. And so that is step number eight and principle number six. And I'm going to read those and I'm going to try it a little bit differently. Sometimes when I'm in my office, I have all these thoughts that run through my head. And so there are some thoughts that came through. So I'm going to read these steps, but we're going to do it with some music. And so here we go. Let's give it a shot. John, why don't you hit the music? Go for it. Principle six. Evaluate all my relationships. Offer forgiveness to those who have hurt me and make amends for harm I've done to others. Except when to do so would harm them or others. And step number eight is we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Okay, stop it. That's scary. <laughs> all right. That was scary music. Scary music. So <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. Let's try it again with some different music. Go for it. Principle six, evaluate all my relationships. Offer forgiveness to those who have hurt me and make amends for harm I've done to others. Except when to do so would harm them or others. And step number eight, we made a list of all persons whom we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Thank you, John. Perfect. Way to go. Way to go. I was talking, and Scott, where was that music from again? Snow White. Snow White. Okay. I was talking to a friend a little while ago, and we were talking about scary movies, and I'm not a fan of scary movies at all. Matter of fact, when I, I go to the movies by myself, it's kind of a time to relax for me. And some time ago, I went to see a movie. It was like at 9 o'clock, and I walked into the movie theater, and there was no one there. No one. And at first, I was like, oh, this is great. And all of a sudden, the preview started, and the first preview was a scary movie. And so... I was by myself, and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. And so I just close my eyes like this. I'm in there by myself, and the music starts playing, just like the music you heard, and I just, it was terrifying, terrifying. It took me like 10 minutes to finally get back to normal, or as normal as I could be. But I wonder at times if scary movies would be scary if they didn't have that creepy music. Like, if they had the Snow White Disney music would it be a little more easy to watch them? It's just something I think about often. Um, and I just thought I'd let you guys know that that's something that rumbles around in my head. <laughs> and you may wonder, why are you talking about this when it comes to making amends? Well, I think making amends can be frightening at first. But I think as we start to look at them a little bit closely, more closely, and as we start to make our amends, it's kind of like watching a scary movie without the scary music. It is, to me. 
Amends are not meant to bring up fear. Rather, they are meant to bring up hope, mercy, and freedom. Jesus says in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And he goes on two verses later, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And when we surrender our life to the Lord, to our higher power, Jesus Christ, we are at peace with God. We are no longer at war with him, war with people, at war with our own thinking, our own mind. And so we become people who are trying to extend mercy because we've received mercy. And we are trying to make peace rather than the opposite. And that's what amends are all about. And that sounds like the opposite of a scary movie. Making amends is the beginning of the end of your isolation from God and others. And that speaks of hope. And let me also say, making amends is not about your past so much as it is about your future. And when I hear that statement, I think of the Apostle Paul, who talks in the book of Philippians. And he says in chapter 3, he says, Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And he says, let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you also. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. And in this passage, Paul is referring to the heavenly gift that we receive when we ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, when we surrender our life to him. And Paul is talking about this incredible reality that he now experiences, and one day we will now, we will be able to experience when we are with Jesus. And sometimes when I think about that, it seems so far away, but when we experience it, it will be more of a reality than what we experience even today. And I know that may be hard to think about and process through, but man, that's what God calls us to. And that's what Paul is saying. I'm not ruled by my past actions of who he was, just like we are. So when it comes to the event that harmed us or in where we caused harm, we did not just see the movie. If I could get back to the movies, we lived the movie. But the creepy music's not there as far as what we are telling ourselves, hopefully. Because Jesus is beginning to renew our mind, renew our hearts, and we understand that we have value in who God is. And so tonight, we're going to look at an acrostic on the word amends, and then uh, we're going to actually talk about some examples of how to make an amend and how not to make amend. And my good friend, Pastor Scott, is going to help me with that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So the A in amends is admit the hurt and the harm. We either admit the harm that we have caused to another or the harm that they have caused to us. And this can be difficult at times because it means you're staring in the face those same feelings that we have so long tried to avoid. But in recalling the feelings, we allow ourselves to think through what they have done and how we have responded to them we don't allow ourselves to be ruled by them. Some days in life, we, we try to bury our feelings. But you can never truly bury them because they're just there lying dormant. 
And then all of a sudden they raise back to life again when all of a sudden we're triggered. Actually, that kind of sounded like a scary movie, didn't it? That's not what I meant. But here's the thing. We need to identify those feelings that we have, but not, held, not to be held hostage by them. When you felt a certain way, how did you respond? Or how did you not respond? What did you think about yourself? What did you think about others? I learned going through my step study that my life is so controlled by fear. And because of fear, I would do certain things and I would not do certain things. I would think things about others. I would think things about myself. Many times were not true. But my life was ruled by those fears and those certain feelings. And that's not the case for us anymore. So admitting the hurt and the harm takes place with your sponsor. You walk through those feelings with your sponsor and you talk about them. And if you have the availability, you talk with a a trusted friend or even if you have access to talk with a counselor or someone whom knows the Lord and is really seeking the best for you and for your recovery. The M in amends is make a list. Make a list of those people who you have harmed or who have harmed you. And this can come straight from your inventory list in step four. And when you do that, do not think about the hurdle of how you can possibly go and talk to this person. I remember when I was listening to the steps when I was early on coming to Celebrate Recovery. And when I, got to, when I heard him read step eight, I thought to myself, oh my goodness, I have to go and talk to someone and make amends with them. It was the hardest step for me. I think that's why God's like, Ben, you get to talk about amends tonight. It wasn't even the step four. It was this step that was the hardest. There was two people on my list, and I thought, how can I possibly go and talk to these people? And so I told my sponsor that. I told the Lord that. And I said, God, how am I going to do this? And I laid it before him. And one of those people I was able to talk with, one of them I wasn't. And so we leave that up to the Lord. We just write down the names. And the E is encourage one another. Let your sponsor know who's on the list. Hebrews 10.24 says, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. You can write out exactly what you're going to say. That's how I did it. That's how my sponsor encouraged me. You don't have to do these things, but it's a great tool. You write them out and you read it to your sponsor. Let them offer encouragement. Let them offer insight. When I met with people to make my amends, I actually talked to them ahead of time and I said, can I just meet with you and and maybe I could share with you what God's been doing and I'd love to just share with you what I've written down. So I stayed close to the script that I didn't waver. So I made sure that I was honoring the Lord and the process and also the other person that I was with. The end in amends is not for them. While we may desire reconciliation, this process is not for the other. It is for your recovery. And that might sound a little odd since we may be offering forgiveness or communicating the wrong that we have done to the other person. But what we are doing, as my sponsor has said often, is we're sharing our side of the street, aren't we? They have not been on the journey that you are on, that I was on. And so to expect a response like I would give or like you would give would be unfair and unrealistic. You want to be sincere in making your amends, but do not expect anything from the other person. 
You simply come to them humbly, honestly, sincerely, and willingly. You don't look for the, thanks, man, I really appreciate that. Or we don't look for them say, to say, I, I forgive you for, for what I've done. We just go and we share with, what them, with them what God has placed upon our hearts. What we're really doing is we're learning to live for an audience of one. It's a phrase someone told me long ago, and that audience of one is the Lord. So often we've tried to live our life for the audience of others, right? We've tried to live our life for the counterfeit audience of one, which is ourself. And now we've learned through the promises of recovery that our intent, our goal for life, our greatest aim is to please the Lord. That's why he designed us. That's why he created us. The D in amends is do it at the right time. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. When the Lord prompts you to make an amends to someone, then do it. Then just do it. One of my amends that I made to someone was on the telephone, which was not my first choice, but it's the way God worked it out. I was at work and in between painting, all of a sudden I just felt like I need to call this person, I need to call them right now. And they picked up and I was able to share with them what God placed upon my heart and that was it. Then I went back to the painting. I don't know when God's going to prompt you to make certain amends, but when he does, it's unmistakable sometimes that gentle nudge that the Spirit gives us. And so we listen, and so we do it. Plan the meeting. Let him know what you want to share and what God's been teaching you, and that's it. You can tell him, it's just a short meeting. I just wanted to, to, to let you know what God's been doing in my heart. You don't have to respond or anything. And that's all you do. And then the S in amends, we went through that really fast, which is great. The S is start living the promises of recovery. They used to say, it works if you work it. Don't ask me how, but when we offer our amends to others, we begin to experience even greater freedom in Christ. It's an incredible process. As I read earlier in Philippians 3.14, Paul says, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. No longer a call to please ourselves or others, but the upward call of pleasing God, the one who created us, just like he wanted to. He created, and I said this multiple times, but let me say it again. God did create you just like he wanted to. That doesn't mean you were created perfect, because if you're anything like me, you're far from it. But he created you with all your positives and with all your negatives. So if you hear nothing tonight, just know that, like God did not make a mistake when he made you. He made you just like he wanted to. But this is why I love the recovery process. In all reality, this recovery process is, really speaks of God's story of redemption. We talk about things from the Bible all the time. And as you get from Genesis all the way to Revelation, it's the story of God's redemption for mankind. Right? With this, the chief character in the story being Jesus Christ. And that's what the promises of recovery really point to. The story of redemption. See, all of us struggle with sin. 
No one had to teach us to be a sinner. We just naturally did it. And so in God's story of redemption, it's one of recovery from sin. And so when we live this promise of recovery, what we're doing is we're celebrating God's beautiful plan that he's had from the very, very beginning to redeem us, to purchase us back and give us a life, a new life to be born again. It's pretty amazing, pretty amazing. This making amends allows us to live the promise of recovery and the promise of redemption. That's what we're doing. So that's real quickly just a little description of what amends are. And so what I'm going to do now is we're going to give you a couple examples of how to make amends and how not to make amends. So in order to do that, I'd like to ask my good friend, uh, Pastor Scott, to come on up. Is he here somewhere? Maybe he's here. Is he going to make his grand entrance? So in order to do that, I'm going to bring out this table. Scott. Are you coming? There you come on out. Come on out. So we're gonna we're gonna do this. Maybe we should get out here a little more, huh? All right. See how quickly we move? This is what it's like every Tuesday and Wednesday when we're in the office. Hey Scott. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. All you right, are, so you are very spry on those meetings. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna go through one, and it's gonna be your job to decide whether it's the right way or the wrong way, okay? So I think for the first one, Scott will be sitting down, and we've already had our pre-conversation to, to start meetings, so. Hey, Scott, thanks. Hey, Ben. Thanks for making some time to, to be with me. Hey, not a problem. Just took an hour or two off of work and uh, ready for us to meet, yeah? Yeah, so listen. Um, I wrote things down because I wanted to stay close, close to the script. Um, but Scott, I just wanted to say that, that I forgive you for being a jerk to me um, and spreading all kinds, all kinds of lies and gossip about me. I know, just let me finish. I know it was your own insecurity that caused you to do that. I also know, I also know that God that God forgives you as he is forgiving me. So God also says, I need to forgive you. So Scott, I forgive you. That's a no? Okay. You forgive me? <laughs> oh, our meeting is gonna be exciting tomorrow. Okay, let's try this again. Hey, Scott. Hey, Thanks Ben, for, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for making time to meet with me. I Not really problem, appreciate man. it. I love my opportunities to get to meet with you. Well, thanks. So, Scott, I, I'm going to stick close to this, but uh, like I said, I appreciate you making time. But over the last year, you know, I've been t attending a program called Celebrate Recovery. And God has revealed to me that I have so much to learn. And I realize that in our relationship, <laughs> I was not always forthright and honest in our conversations. So with the greatest sincerity, I would like to apologize for, for not sharing what I was thinking and what I was feeling when we disagreed. I, I thought that being quiet um, was the right thing to do and not sharing my thoughts was the right thing to do. But it just led me to being bitter and resentful and, and that's not right. So anyways, I just wanted 
to share that with you, and I appreciate you listening. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that, and I want you to know I forgive you. Thanks. Okay, all right. You did well. Thanks, God. All right. So I think the next one... This is, my, this is my favorite one. This, this is, is my favorite one. Oh, right we're here. there. Yeah, we're here. Excuse me. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, Ben. How are you doing? Hey, Scott. Hey, uh, I'm all right. I just want you to know, here's 125 bucks. And I just want you to have that. I want you to know when I was working for you, I took $250 from you, but you never really paid me enough. So I just figured we're kind of even on this, but I wanted to make amends and just tell you, I'm sorry for taking that money. What? Forgive me. You stole money from me? You have to forgive me. That's what the Bible says. What? I'm gonna take some extra money back because you just broke my ornament. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I actually got really nervous when I just threw that thing on there because I thought it was gonna break and I was gonna have to buy someone back. Lori That's... Mayfield would have been so mad at you. Oh. Okay, let's try that again. Try that again. Hey, Ben, how are you doing? Hey, Scott, how's it going? Oh, um, I'm, uh, I'm all right. Um, I'm a little nervous. It's okay. Um, remember when I used to work for you? I just want you to know that when I was working for you, I was, I was dishonest. Hmm. And I took some money from you, but I have... The money that I took, I just want to pay back. And uh, I took $250 for, from you, and there's the $250. I've paid it in full, everything I've taken. I know that that could never make up for the dishonesty mm. and the fact that I'm breaking your trust. But I wanted to give you that money back and just tell you that I'm really sorry. Hmm. Well, Scott, I appreciate it. and That kind of stuns me, and, but I appreciate you being honest. Thanks. Thank you. All right, so we got, that I, was a good one. I really didn't take your money. Okay, here's our favorite one, I think. I'm gonna give you like a door slamming sound, okay, Scott? You tell me when you're ready. Hold on. Okay, okay. You gotta wait. Hold on, hold on. Okay, get ready. Okay, <laughs> door slamming. Okay. What? I just want you. Mom, wait. To know Mom, what are you doing? I am done being codependent to you. What? I am working my recovery. What is even and happening? My sponsor has now told me that I am codependent and I am enabling. And that is no longer going to happen. 
to move out and here are all your shirts that you have in the house that I've been ironing. Oh. Mom, this is my favorite and shirt from band camp. <laughs> this is no longer gonna be allowed. What you am I supposed to move out? I have a locksmith coming in 10 minutes and you'll be locked out. Fine. Get out of here! <laughs> I'm sorry for enabling you. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. That was great. Yeah? Good or bad? Come on. No? All right, I'll pick these up after. Let's do the do-over, huh? Was I supposed to throw them all out at once? No, I think that was perfect. <laughs> That got tiring. There's a lot of Perfectly shirts. not what you're supposed to do. Yes. Perfect. All right. I'll come in this time. Okay. You ready? <laughs> Christine, this is why I said he's the man for the job. Yep. Okay. Shh. Hey, Mom. What's oh. going on? Hi, son. <laughs> hey. You, what, what are you doing here? Well, I sent you that text uh, because I wanted you to come back home so I could talk to you real quick. Okay. But I just, I've been going to this thing every Tuesday night. It's called Celebrate Recovery. And I'm working really hard at not being codependent. I don't know if you know what that means. I don't really know what that means, but I'm here learning <laughs> and what that means. And so I just want you to know that I know that I can be extremely controlling, <laughs> but I'm trying to let go of those things and let go of controlling everything <laughs> around me and that includes you and so I just want to apologize and tell you I'm sorry for trying to control you but I'm working on letting go okay. and letting God yeah hey would you give Scott a hand awesome thank you Hey, in like 90 seconds, we're gonna head to group, maybe 120 seconds, we're gonna head to our open share groups. But when it comes to making our amends, as I said, for me, this is when working the steps really began to solidify in my life. It's when I began to really put um, action to what God was doing in my life. It's when what was taking place internally began to become external in my conversations with other people. And that's a big step for a lot of us. But it can be a pretty incredible process. So, But anyways, we just want to have some fun with it because those are some ways that you do it and some ways you don't do it. But the question for tonight, and we're going to read the, uh, we're going to read the serenity prayer together, but in our open share groups, feel free to answer this question if you like, unless something God's placed upon your heart you want to share. But what has been for you or is currently right now the biggest hurdle 
to overcome when making your amends. And then the follow-up question to that, and a question that I think sometimes I wrestle with is, do you think God can overcome them or that hurdle? That's the question. So anyways, let's stand and let's read the serenity prayer together. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever and the next. Amen. Amen. Thanks, you guys. Have a great time and group.